Highlight cut courtesy of the West Virginia Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The man with the call is our guest, Tony Caridi, longtime voice of the Mountaineers. And Tony, good morning to you. How you doing today? Jamo, I'm awesome. Great to hear your voice, buddy. How are we? Doing great. Doing great. Looking forward to uh, first road trip. You guys had a road trip last week. Uh, how how did that go? Did things go smoothly? And, and how different was it than travel in years past? Super smooth. Uh, actually, believe it or not, we arrived about uh, 40 minutes early and got home about 30 minutes uh, earlier wow. than uh, the itinerary said. And so, as you well know, that that's a win-win. <laughs> it was a little bit different. We flew about 25 fewer people on the team plane, and uh, team meals, John, were eight-foot tables with just two people at each table. Hmm and masks on at all time we pretty much tried to create a bubble in the hotel we were not uh, we were asked not to leave uh, the hotel stay in the general conference area go to your room that's it don't be on an elevator with anyone that isn't in the team travel party and knock on wood that we came out of Sunday testing here uh, with no new positives nice. and we'll be testing three days a week. So, so far, so good. Hey, that sounds good. And your first game of the year was at home and no fans uh, for that game, no fans for our game this week. But looks like uh, Shane Lyons announced that you will open it up for fans, limited basis for your next home game. Correct. Uh, Kansas, in a couple of weeks, we have a bye week next week, and then 25% capacity, which is about 15000 for the Kansas game. And fingers crossed, they're hoping they can at least do that for the remainder of the season. Um, we've obviously uh, had some challenges here with the university. Uh, they had to uh, close off the school after starting. And first thing they did was they had freshmen only on campus. And then that got loose, and we had too many positive tests, so they shut that completely down. And just this Monday, a couple of days ago, they resumed classes for freshmen. So it has settled to this moment, and hopefully it'll continue that way. That's good. Hope it goes uh, the same direction, the good direction for sure. Uh, what are the differences? What have you noticed for, uh, for Neil Brown in his second year compared to last year? I think he's getting a little bit more perturbed when the result doesn't go his way. <laughs> I think, John, that he uh, knew what he was inheriting last season. It was a season of change, and instituting your culture and personnel was down. And I think he knew it was going to be bumpy. But I think at the same time, he felt they'd left a couple of wins um, on the table. Uh, the game against Baylor, as you well know, sure. uh, was a close game, and it was there for the taking, really, for either team, 17-14 Oklahoma State. Same kind of a deal. So he kind of bit his lip on those. I, I, I think that he was really bummed and upset that they weren't able to finish the deal at Oklahoma State last weekend. That's not to take anything away from Oklahoma State. It would have been a steal on West Virginia's part, but you cannot make the mistakes that they did, and I think that's what frustrated him. We did not play cleanly. We had a dozen penalties. Uh, there were four fumbles that we forced and weren't able to get on top of any of those. Um, Ill-advised uh, decisions, some mistakes here and there. And so he's kind of getting to the point now um, that, hey, I, I'm a winner. I want to win. Let's go. And I also think, as you well know, and everyone knows this, uh, which you guys are going through as well, I mean, it's, um, everything's frozen. So he didn't have spring ball. He sure. couldn't do his development there. He didn't have a conventional preseason camp. So it's all kind of weird, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Can you talk about the play of uh, Arizona transfer Tony Fields and how he fits into this Mountaineer defense? Real good fit. <laughs> 
he uh, he very well could be the best defensive player on the team. Mm. Um, he's going to go. He'll be in the NFL. Uh, he's a kid that transferred in in his final season of eligibility from Arizona. He played uh, started two years, played the last three at Arizona, had about 300 tackles in the last three seasons at Arizona. It took him just a game. Uh, as a reserve to move into the starting lineup last week. He's got 19 tackles and an interception uh, last week at Okie State. Um, to his credit, he's a, he's a difference maker in the sense that he's a middle linebacker uh, who can go sideline to sideline. We haven't had that kind of guy in a while that can just buzz around. Um, you guys have one. And so you really need that kind of a guy. So he's immediately been impactful. What adjustments do you expect to see this week as far as uh, to help protect Jarrett Dougie in the pocket? Well, it's a good question. Uh, we have a pretty good interior on the offensive line, solid, and our tackles are just so inexperienced. Uh, we had a kid last year by the name of Colton McKivitz, who was our best lineman, who's now in the NFL with San Francisco. So we've got, you know, our two left tackles going into the Oklahoma State game um, had a, you know, had never started. Uh, we had the same kind of a deal. Right side tackle was making his third career start at West Virginia after joining the program last year from junior college. So tackles are really, really inexperienced. And so I would imagine this week that Neil and his staff are trying ways uh, that they can help um, those tackles, um, maybe give them extra help, support. Um, as you guys know, Texas or uh, Oklahoma State's got a very good aggressive defense, so it, it was a, it was a chore. Uh, Jared Deggie, um took pressure on 50% of his drop back attempts, and he got the living heck pounded out of them all afternoon long. So uh, they've got to do something, or he won't last. Letty, uh, Letty Brown, we heard that highlight cut coming back. He seems like he's been a real key for you offensively so far. Yeah, he has turned the corner, John. Mm -hmm. um, and Not that he was bad. He's just made that step up in maturity. They worked with him in the offseason on making sure that his, he's going north-south and getting upfield and being really strong after initial contact. And I was well over 75% of his yards last week came after first contact. Um, so he has gone over 100 yards in each of the first two, had 123, and I think it was 104 last Saturday against Oklahoma State. So he has no question identified himself as the lead running back, and he, he's, a, he's a good player. Tony Caridi, our guest, longtime voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, Tony, your crowds there are always so good. I mean, every time we go, they're great at Milan Pushkar Stadium or uh, in the Coliseum. But uh, but what was it like that first game with no fans there? Uh, that that's just got to be odd. <laughs> It was weird, John. You know, you're in the box and you're waiting. You know, you get there early, so normally there's not fans there when you first right. get there. But then they never came, and right. so it was. It was. It was weird. Um, Non-game. So you know, when the game's on, as you well know, you're just totally locked on the field. That's sure. all you're staring down at. So you really don't miss the fans. But when you took a break, commercial, and you kind of sit back for a second, you look around. There's no one there. Yeah. And now we do have family friends, so there'll be about. 900 people, 1,000 people max. Okay. But, but other than that, it's empty. And so um, it's kind of like you're watching practice, quite honestly. Um, but you know what? It, it really hasn't. I mean, they got after it the first game. They played hard. Same deal. Now, now Oklahoma State did have, you know, I think 12, 13, 14,000, whatever it was. But it, it's unique and it's different. And any time I think that you want to say, oh, this isn't good or this isn't the norm, you have to remember the bigger thing 
which is we're just so lucky that we're playing at all. And who knows, right, what's going to happen and how long we can keep this going. Fingers are crossed we can keep the thing going, but we just don't know. So I'm looking at it like every single week, like cherish it and accept it because it may not last. Even when fans do come in, when you look at college football, the the landscape as a whole, do you – like the home field advantage is gone this year, isn't it? So do you expect to see more road teams come in and still wins that they might not have done in years past? Yeah, I do. And I think this, whether it's fan related or not, because you, we just don't know week to week um, who's practicing, who's not practicing, who's had to be taken to the side, you know, in, in quarantine, or those kinds of things. They're not going to become public, obviously. I just think you're going to get unexpected results. I mean, you guys know a week ago we're sitting here and the word was that K-State may not have been able to play its game against Oklahoma. They go and they win. Okay, figure that one out. Hmm. Virginia Tech, 23 players, four coaches last week, not available, and they beat NC State. So I don't think there's any game from one week to the next where we can look at it and say, well, this is what's, what's going to happen. I just don't think that's going to happen this year, and which, is, which I think is interesting. Um, it may not be perfect for what the conference as a whole wanted, because I'm sure the conference as a whole right, wanted to have a representative in the college football playoff getting Oklahoma knocked off you know, game one in league play. Certainly doesn't help your chances. Texas um, you know, exposed and gave up a ton of points. So it, it's going to be, I think, a mumble-jumble. Um, the entire season. Last Saturday was, uh, was kind of a wild day around the league, wasn't it? Wow, it really was, John, wasn't it? I mean, you start looking at some of these results, and I do think that. I, I think the team that can stay the healthiest, you know, is going to have a, a much, much better chance. Um, and we just don't know from game to game. I mean, you see, like Notre Dame had all those players knocked out recently, had to cancel um, a game. Um, and so it's just it's it's crazy. It's it's what it is, and we, you just got to keep your fingers crossed. You have a coaches show tonight. Is that tonight? Uh, we do Thursday. Oh, tomorrow Thursday. Night. Okay, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. So, by the way, John, yes. if I may, yes, you know, you uh, Neil Brown won't be the only Danville, Kentucky natives oh. in the stadium oh. on Saturday. You know, we've got you know we've got a freshman receiver um, by the name of Reese Smith. Really? Who, oh yeah, who broke all of Neil's records and just set some unbelievable um, records in the state of Kentucky um, for interceptions and for receptions. Kid's going to be a good player, really good. Um, His name is Reese Smith, slot receiver, has hands like glue, and Neil has known him obviously since forever. And uh, he's one of uh, one of our young receivers who you'll see running around there. So you feel proud, young man, that you'll yeah. have another Danville, Kentucky native guy out there on Saturday. There you go. He's a Boyle County Rebel. That's right. Uh, <laughs> now a mountain here. And uh, and shout out to Gravel Switch. Is uh, is Neil's mom up there again during the season, or do you know? Yeah, they come back and forth most of the time. They're here. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. Uh, both sides of the family, the uh, his mom and dad and the in-laws, uh, they are they are frequent and they're around. So, yeah, That's in and fine. out they go. And now with schools being as crazy as it is, uh, probably here more so than not. I got you. That's good. Well, I'm sure he knows this, but his uh, his alma mater, Boyle County High School, they're 3-0. and They've just crushed three opponents so far. And in the all, all classification rankings in Kentucky, they're number five in the state. Oh, wow. Yeah, considering all, you know, small to large. So, they're doing yeah. very well, very well. Yeah.
All right. All right, man. Great to visit with you and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thanks for your help. You've helped us already as we get ready to uh, come your way and appreciate the visit. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. Stay well. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Tony Caridi, longtime voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers.